Hello, welcome to episode 22 of Every 98 Anonymous But Brave. I'm Emmy. I'm Sebastian. And we're doing this a little bit differently today, so be prepared for unusual background noises. Oh yeah. For some reason we couldn't get our main computer to work right and well, record audio. Well, the computer's audio. fine, just the mic. Yeah. Well, just in general. We couldn't get it to work on the main computer correctly, so... Yeah. We're on our trusty laptop. <clears throat> So, and not sure how the microphone. audio. Yes, not sure how good the audio quality is going to be, but in testing, it sounded pretty decent. Yeah, you might hear the sound of cats crunching on food, though. Oh yeah, they're hungry. Yeah. So it's episode twenty-two. We took an unintended break. Yes, it was not our fault, yeah. but we're back. Technical difficulties fault. Yeah. Um, that's the basic gist. This episode is one we're, you know, pulling from the news. And it's not a story. So there isn't really much of a content warning this time. Um, if you remember... I want to say it was episode four, maybe, where we talked about a, an article that was done in the seventies, I believe. And basically there had been a study where they asked a bunch of guys like, If they would rape someone and they were like, no. And they also asked a bunch of guys if they would do things that, uh, where they did not have consent and it was forcible. And they were like, oh yeah, we would do that. Uh, which clearly they're, they're a little confused. Yeah. Um, well, (laughs) There was another study done more recently, and it was basically, oh, it was episode two, by the way. I just looked up. Yeah, all right. Uh, Basically the same thing. It wasn't done in the exact same way. You know, it was done with a new batch of people, obviously. But the basic gist is they were first asked if they would rape someone, knowing that there would be no consequences. Well, just a little, uh, just backing up a second. The study from episode two that we're talking about, that's the one where uh, they asked when it was okay to rape, right? I, I don't, they didn't phrase it that way. No, but All when... of the, the, there was like a post shared with an excerpt from a book mm-hmm. and the book phrased it that way, but that's not how the initial study was phrased. Right. The initial study was just like on a scale from like one to 10, how appropriate is it to force a girl to have sex with you if right. you've gone on a date and you paid for the meal right. and she doesn't want to have sex. I just wanted to recap what the and like a what percentage we were talking about on episode two so people have a better yeah and a percentage yeah. of the people were like oh yeah that's totally appropriate yeah no despite the fact that it's <laughs> it not it never is <laughs> so it's 
So the new study is like it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. Question number one was if there were if you knew for sure there were no consequences, would you rape someone? Good news is most people said no. They would not rape someone, even if there were no consequences. Awesome, right? Yay. However, there was a series of questions that followed where they laid out a scenario where the person answering the question does not have consent in one form or another, and then asked, is this appropriate? If you knew that there were going to be no consequences, would you do this? And a lot of people who said they would not rape someone said they would do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Ooh. Yeah. When you phrase it differently, and that's a, that's more of a, well, I don't want to say more of, but that is, that does show a great divide and breakdown of the sex, sexual education system. Well, yeah. Because like a lot of a lot of times like, no, of course I wouldn't rape. But then like you phrase what rape is as something else and people don't understand it because they haven't had proper sexual education and stuff in, yeah, in certain and, cases. And when we were in episode two, you know, one of the things that I mentioned about why the study still had relevance was um, that, you know, these are the people who are judges and lawyers, and these right. are the people who are hearing cases of rape, like Kavanaugh. the Brock Turner one or the Kavanaugh <laughs> one, and these are the the same people who are saying, "Oh well, you know, if we went out on a date, it's okay if I force her to have sex with me." Yeah, they're the same people that are saying, "Why should I, you know, ruin Brock Turner's life?" Because they because don't recognize... Because somebody else and it's a fucking crime. Because they don't recognize what happened as rape. Right. They're the same people that don't understand this is rape. And this Why new I study... Why have my son's life for a few minutes of fun or whatever he said? This new study is showing that things have not changed. Right. And that's, that's where... That's a scary thought. Yeah, that's where what you were talking about, the lack of sex education comes into play. Because yeah. if you think about it... I mean, the 70s were, 60s especially, and a little bit into the 70s, it was a lot more open about around the, the talk of sex and what is appropriate mm-hmm. and what isn't appropriate. And, like, there was this wave of sexual expression and women were yeah. allowed to be sexual and all this other stuff was happening. And that's why the survey was done in the first place because Mm -hmm. it was it was on people's minds they were like okay now that we're talking about sex let's talk about sex (laughs) (laughs) but then the 80s came and there was a whole new wave of repression Yeah. yeah we don't teach our kids about sex we teach them about abstinence and that's all they need to know right And it continued in the 90s and the 2000s. The religious bullshit. And so that initial place that we came to where we were trying to define what is and what is not sex hasn't moved. Right. The gauge has not moved at all. We're still in the same place that we were before. And this new study shows that. Yeah. 
And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't discuss sex. We don't yeah. talk about it. It's, it is a huge problem. It's not something that is ever appropriate. That's why in regular conversation. Yeah, that's why one of my favorite bits was the uh, on John Oliver was the uh, sexual education one. Yeah, where it's like here's a modern day sex sex ed vid or like sex ed video that you can you could legitimately show that the classes and it would be and it's what five minutes long, not even, and it's already better than the sexual education they have out there. Yeah. Um. And so. With the last episode, you know, there was this whole, it's something we need to be aware of. And now I'm kind of changing my tune a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Because clearly this isn't just something that, you know, the older generation is thinking and feeling. This is a widespread issue. Yeah. It genuinely has not changed. It's absolutely a huge issue when, uh, like... A comprehensive sex ed class needs to be in place. I don't care if you're like, well, this is taught at home. Well, guess what? It's going to get taught at school, too. Yeah. I, I don't care about your child's sensibilities. I can't, I care if he rapes. Well, and the thing is... You or don't if she have, rapes. The worst part of it all is you don't even have to teach about sex in order to teach about consent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, there's there's plenty of schools an where they start piece of it, but well, there's there's a bunch of schools that like it's called part of a sex ed curriculum, but it's you know it's for like kindergartners and well, maybe not that young, but like first second graders, maybe there where they learn about consent yeah. and because it's important to them too, it's important for the the kids to know what consent is because. It's not right for an adult to be touching you in a certain way if you've not given them consent. I, it's not right even if you have, but, you know, yeah, that's a whole other path. I do think that there are a portion of Gen Z kids that had a, a better education mm-hmm. than, like, millennials did. Okay. Not in small part to do with the fact that... Um, the whole queer culture has become a huge part of conversation. True. Because once you start talking about gender and sexuality, you have to start talking about sex oh. to a certain degree. Because you're talking about who you want to have sex with, basically. Yeah. And so it opened up the conversation. Who are you attracted to? Is it okay? A, a little bit more. And that's good. And I think so they they're in a slightly better position. <laughs> okay. And just in that regard Alone, getting bombarded by kitties. I think we will see some improvement, even if we don't do anything extra from what we have been doing. But if we want to actually see major changes in rape culture, one of the first things that we have to do is back to you know episode two, go through and establish in no uncertain terms. What is rape? Yeah. It is any sexual contact that is not consensual. And then establish what is consent. And it's, uh, well, I mean, you saw the whole, there's a whole issue and you see it on, even these days on college campuses where, you know, 
no means yes. And that was like a big thing in movies too and everything. So it was like especially scary when it's that college campus. I can't remember which one, but apparently there have been a few where it's like, no means yes, yes means anal. The 70s like, guys who were taking the initial survey were also the ones making the movies right? and writing the characters. Revenge and of the nerds. Deciding what a relationship looks like. Yeah. If you guys have never seen it in the original Revenge of the Nerds, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Because she consented to having sex with her boyfriend. Right. He was not her boyfriend. Right. She had Just no because idea. she rolled with it doesn't mean that it was she okay. She had no idea that... You know, the nerdy guy was at the other end of the penis. If yeah. she had known that, she would not have said yes. Yeah. Or she just be, might yeah. have said yes, but he didn't let her make that decision. Exactly. Therefore, he did not let her consent. Therefore, it was right. Yeah. And just because she rolled with it afterwards does not make it okay. Yeah. No. But she was just like, oh, that's a thing that happened. Cool. Now I love this guy. So I feel like we need to do a quick reminder. Like, If you go out on a date with someone, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. If you go out on a date with someone and you feel like it went really well, or even if you felt like it went shitty, but you still want to get some and you try and initiate and they say, no, you do not have the right to force it because you went out on a date and therefore you deserve it. Yeah. That's That's not how that works. Uh... Go home and masturbate. If It's fine. If you are sleeping with your partner next to you and you start jerking them off in order to wake them up and then don't let them wake up enough to give you a yes or no answer and just start having sex with them, <laughs> that is rape. Right. Uh, that's actually a huge problem and something we're going to go into a little bit in the next episode because that's something that happens a lot in partnerships is there's implied consent. But the thing is, there's never actually implied consent. That's not a thing that exists. Consent is only consent if it's willingly given. Yeah. Um, If they were wearing a thong, still not consent. You still don't get to force them to have sex because they had a certain type of underwear on before the date started. So, you know, I like to, you know, read Facebook comments on, on certain things and go to pretty much people that are, that are trolls pages and just see all of their posts Mm -hmm. just to be like, how, how does this person think? And how crazy is this person actually? I saw something pretty disgusting. It was a post that said something along the lines of, uh, if forcing your wife to have sex is rape, then taking money out of my wallet is armed robbery. I mean, only if they have a knife or a gun on them when they take the money out of your wallet, yeah. first of all. Just because Otherwise, you're married unarmed robbery. doesn't mean she's obliged to have sex with you at any time you want. But just because you're married doesn't give you the right to take money out of the other person's wallet. Agreed. No. At the same time. No, I know. I, the 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 correlation he was trying to make is like it is my right to have this this sex with my wife whenever I want it. I understand. Yeah. The thing is, he it's wasn't a bad entirely thing. off base. 
Yeah. If you take money out of someone else's wallet without consent, it no, is I know. robbery. It's just not armed robbery. Yes. Like he thought he was being funny, ha ha ha, but actually he was making a good point. I, I might have said it wrong. I might have said it wrong, but it was more like getting, you know, getting money for groceries <laughs> or something is armed robbery. It was, it was something weird. It's, it was disgusting. And I appreciate the other people that post on there like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Still, no, that's still rape, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're... Seriously, though, even if you're just buying groceries, you still need to ask permission if you're using someone else's I, money. I know. That's not the issue with this. I know. I'm not saying this. I'm just, I think you're, it's funny. You're sidestepping the point a little. I think it's funny how on the point he was without realizing how yeah. on the point he was. He thought, this is so extreme. No one will ever agree with this. I'm oh, clearly in the right. No, I I think this person thinks that like it is his right to have sex with his wife whenever no, he No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he, he was trying to illustrate that point by coming up with something so off the wall, like yeah, someone like, taking money that's out of also my wallet is right. robbery. Yeah. But yeah, that's also not right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm no, not... I know, I know. It's just, no, it's just, there's the, there are people out there that legitimately think that, and it is disgusting and scary. So yeah, uh, implied consent is not mm-hmm. a thing. If you have authority over another person for example if you are famous and you are aware of the fact that they are a fan if you are someone's boss if you have any sort of implied control over the course of their future existence in any sort of way so like if you can control how much they get paid If you can control whether or not they are given an opportunity, if you can control whether or not, like, a publisher sees their book, if you Like R. Kelly, if you you stick with me, you'll be huge. If you have any sort of implied control, even if you don't think you're exerting control, if you have implied control, then they are not able to give consent... Unless you make it very clear that their future is not at jeopardy if they say no to you. Yeah. And we talked about this in episode two as well. The whole mm-hmm. Louis C.K. thing. Yeah. The the fact that I am, because I am not Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and I am not intimately aware of the details of the case, I can't say whether or not he was aware that he was exerting yeah. control over women. from what from what I understood, yeah, I don't I didn't think he was aware that he, he was doing that. Yeah, he may but have he been just unaware. had a kink where he likes to like have women watch him jack off or something. Yeah, he he probably didn't realize no. that a lot of the women didn't want to be there and didn't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. There's another author, um, which is why I thought of well, the publishing thing. I mean, thing. yeah, I don't think I don't think Louis C.K. is going up to women just be like, watch me jack off. Basically, you know. So. Um, but there's an but. author, Sherman Alexie. Yeah, we've yeah we've talked about Sherman Alexie before. Um, and he's fairly famous, especially he's especially famous as a Native American author. People like to call him the Native American author. Mm. Uh, he did Diary. I couldn't tell you. Oh, fuck. 
What's that book called? Sorry, guys. I'm like <laughs> three quarters of the way through an old-fashioned with scotch. Uh, so I'm getting there. I promise. Yeah. The absolutely true diary, of course it cuts off there, of a part-time Indian. Mm. Uh, that's one of the most famous books. There's also Smoke Signals, which was turned into a movie. There was a scandal recently, and the gist of what happened was women came forward and said that they had an immense amount of respect for Sherman Alexie. They, some of them were also Native American women, uh, though not all of them. Mm-hmm. And they were hoping that he would be a kind of mentor for them. They were hoping that he would take a look at their poetry or their books and give them some feedback, and maybe if he really liked them, show it to his publisher. And he used these interactions as a as an excuse to flirt with them in some cases and as an excuse to have sex with one woman. Did he realize that he had con- that they felt that he had control over their future? I don't know. I really don't. Um, I would like to believe that he didn't know that that was what was happening because that means like he's not as shitty as a, of a person as he could be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that's another example of implied control and how people can be unaware of the control that they have over another person and why if you know that you are in a power position. So again, that's, for example, police officers, supervisors slash bosses. Um, this could be something like a lawyer or a doctor. Liter- literally any, any position where there is some sort of inherent hierarchy or, you know, a writer talking to an aspiring author, that type of thing. If you know that you're in that type of position, you have to be so clear. Yeah. You have to Absolutely. let them know. There's also uh, this story that's pretty recent where there's a huge voice actor that is just... Vic Mignogna. Yeah. yeah. Where just... That's another Groping, thing. touching... Using his position and just like whatever excuse to just is the celebrity fan position. That's another implied power. It's another implied control. I think the case is still going on. I don't. I haven't followed it or anything. But you you have to be a little bit more considerate in those cases. It kind of sucks, but you know, to quote Spider Man or not even Spider Man, but. Uncle Ben with great power <laughs> comes big, great responsibility. Right. When you are put in a position where you have that type of control in another person's life, even if you don't view it as control, you have to be aware of how you're exerting it. Yeah. Because if you're not, 
And the other person feels like if they tell you no, their life is going to be negatively impacted, then that is rape. Yeah. It's that simple. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just there's so much that shouldn't be said. That shouldn't need to be said. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. And that's. That's why affirmative consent if is so important. If you are essentially soliciting it using your fame. Yeah. Well, and the thing is that thing that a lot of people don't think about is you don't even need to be in an obvious position for this to take effect. Right. Because women are so used to the idea that men are stronger and if you make men mad, they will get violent, that you don't even have to be in one of those implied positions of power. You just have to be a guy who has shown a certain amount of disregard for other forms of consent. And if you are alone with a girl and you initiate sexual contact, if she decides that her only options are to just go with it or face harm, right? she's probably just going to go with it. Yeah. And you will have no idea that you just raped someone because you'll be telling yourself, oh, that was implied consent because she didn't say no. She just went with it. Yeah. That's why, that's where affirmative consent comes in. I think there's a whole episode on Always Sunny about that where they, they're trying to take girls out on a boat because it's like, you know... Because they're trapped they can't there and get it's away. Applied. Yeah, yeah, they can't get away. Because it's applied and stuff. But that, I mean, that's a TV show, and Dennis is written to be a scumbag. Yeah, like but that. that's an example. But that is of an example. One of the yeah. ways that you can um, basically create a, a situation where you have control. That's what a lot of rapists do too. Like especially ones that just that prey on people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that not just like a like rape behind the alley, but like gonna turn you into one of my harem rape. Yeah. Like uh long term abuse. Like what's his name? R. R. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Where they will groom them and put them in situations where it's very implied that if they're that if they don't comply, then they'll either be hurt or somebody else will be hurt or whatever. Or they'll just straight up, like, make you break contact so you're alone and you have nobody. Yeah. And it's that is a way of creating control. Speaking of which, we need to watch the second season. I know. So I know when a was lot... A, do you remember what episode of the R. Kelly one was that we did? I think it was, like, five or six or something. Oh, yeah. I was thinking we could do like a year anniversary from when we recorded that or something. <laughs> That's like another couple months away, I think. Yeah. But I know this is kind of like a recap episode yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I think it's important to to keep talking about this, to repeat a lot of this information. It's important in the 70s. It's important now. Yeah. Oh. This, is, this is things... These are things that people need to be talking about. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to share this episode or episode two with people if you don't want to. But if if you know, if you see something that looks kind of sketchy or you hear someone 
talking about something that seems kind of sketchy, tell them. Yeah. L- like, teach them a little bit about consent. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that if that sexual content contact with someone who did not want that sexual contact is a form of rape. Like, obviously, if penetration wasn't involved, then it's not rape as much as it was sexual assault, but that's still not something to yeah. be proud of. Right. You know? And that's something that we need to get used to, the idea of being open about. And I know we use a lot of, like, he, she, especially he when talking about rapists, but I want to make it very clear that this is not something that happens in isolation with men against women. Women can do this to men, too. So women need to be careful of this as well. Yeah, Women can do it to women. Men can do it to men. All of the same rules apply in every scenario. It doesn't matter right. what genitalia is involved in which role. If you do not have consent, you are raping someone. Exactly. Or you are assaulting someone. Or you are stealing their money, depending <laughs> on what we're talking about. But either way, if you don't have consent, it's wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Like black and white... No gray areas. If you don't have consent, it's wrong. The only exception is a surprise party. And I'm really tired of the trope of someone who hates surprise parties getting thrown a surprise party. Because if someone tells you, I hate surprises, you should fucking honor that shit. Right? (laughs) You should be like, I appreciate that you let me know that this makes you nervous. And to show you that I respect it. I want you to help me plan a party that you know you would enjoy. Right. That's what I want to see in movies and TV. I'm not saying it's as bad as rape or robbery, but... The one I like is from Parks and Rec where throws around the surprise party, but it's just like... Him eating him steak eating dinner steak, having scotch with a cigar, yeah. watching, a, watching a movie or something. It, it's important that we start to respect consent in all of its various shapes and forms, because if we can show someone that we will respect their consent or lack of consent in something as small as whether or not they want to share food with us, then we can start to create a relationship where that person trusts that if they say no to something big, it's going to be respected. Right. Because we've shown them over and over again that we respect when consent is given and when it's taken away. Yes. And speaking of consent being taken away, I feel like it's important we... We talk about this again as well. Just because someone has said yes to one thing does not mean they have said yes to everything. Right. You can't just be in the middle of having sex and be like, well, she said yes to sex. Time for butt stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that is highly respected in like the BDSM community. Yeah. But not acknowledged so much people, anywhere else. People have such a distorted 
view of the BDSM community where they're like, oh, well, you know, they make rape look fun and blah, blah, blah. It's like they get more consent and have more, you know, communication with their yeah. relationship sexually and everything Even... than anybody because it is so important. Even with the gross fake rape fantasy things that happen between people sometimes, they have a safe word. Yeah. Like, one person might be saying, no, please get off of me over and over again. But the moment they say their safe word, it ends. Yes. Like, that's it. There's no continuing after that. One of the many reasons why Fifty Shades of Grey is terrible. Uh, But that's, that's an important thing. That is not talked about a lot in consent is consent for A does not equal consent for B. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, back to uh, Revenge of the Nerds. She consented to sex with her boyfriend specifically. She did not have sex with her boyfriend. She had sex with a creepy nerd who's been lusting after her for the entire year. Right. She did Very not give creepily. consent to that. <laughs> that is why it's classified as rape. Yeah. Because consent for A is not consent yeah. for B. Consent and for B is consent for B. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the Revenge of the Nerds movie. Oh, no, enough. it's an and amazing and movie. It's a great movie. It's just don't be confused because that's absolutely right. Yeah. And we know, you know, it's a movie from a different time and everything. And I love those movies. They're... They're stupid comedy and stuff, but, like, it's important to understand the distinction. It's revenge fantasy more than it is yeah. uh, rape. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the nerds finally getting their comeuppance. Yeah. It's science. Like, it's my time to shine. It's science achieving <laughs> over... <laughs> uh, over athleticism, it's clap your hands, everybody, everybody, clap your hands. I mean, what? How old is that movie? And like, oh, it Lamar was in the eighties, representing Lamar for the gay community. Yeah, it's pretty important and black. So yeah, uh, it's it's just one of those things that we oh. need to make very clear and. I know some of the people that listen are a little younger and you're starting some of your, you know, first relationships and that's a good time to start talking about things. Make sure you're clear. Don't sweep. Yes. Don't sweep things under the rug. And if you are younger and starting to get into your first relationship and everything, open communication is super important that's probably one of the most important things you can do yeah because you do not want to be like well i really like him but he might leave if i have sex or vice versa yeah and stuff you don't Don't. need to do that you need to talk to them if they're not willing to stay with you because you don't want to have sex yet that's their problem not yours yeah and that's a clear sign that they're not in it for the relationship they're in it for For sex. sex and if you're not ready for it then you're not and if you and that's fine. And if you're also in it for the sex, that's fine. Just make sure you know how to do it safely. Yeah. Like that's get proper sex ed. Watch the John Oliver video. It's it's funny, but <laughs> the you last know, week tonight video. Really. A lot of the things that will help reverse uh, straight only culture mm-hmm. are the same things that will help reverse sexist culture. Oh. Are the same things that will help reverse 
rape culture are the things yeah. that will help like a million other things. And two things to remember also. There's no such thing as gay conversion camp. All it is is make gay people kill themselves camp, essentially. Yeah, it or doesn't hate work. Themselves. It's it's terrible and don't ever believe that you're wrong because you're gay if you are. Uh, and I don't feel you need to convert or get some religious. I feel like that's religious... more of an issue with yeah, the super whole... religious culture nowadays yes, than it is. I was, was going to go general. on to say. And the second thing, abstinence only is garbage. There's no such thing as abstinence only education. It's been proven to be false and it leads to a lot of unwanted pregnancies. People who want to have sex are going to have sex. Exactly. Especially or they're going to be caught up in the moment and not know what to do. Especially when your hormones are just crazy yeah. out of control like they are when you're yeah. a teenager. And when you've only had abstinence only education, you probably don't know how to use contraceptives very well. Yeah. So when you're hot and heavy in the moment, you have no idea what to do. So you're just like, all right, I guess we'll just pull out because that works. It doesn't. So that's why abstinence only education is terrible. If you're in a part of the country that does abstinence only and that's the only education you've gotten, look up other sources because yeah. you don't have sex ed. Um, a lot you of have garbage. I know they're not everywhere, but a lot of like Planned Parenthoods. Mm-hmm. We'll have people that you can talk to about stuff like that. Yep. Um, Planned Parenthood's other, a great resource. Other clinics, like free clinics, if you go in. If you have like a doc in a box? You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll have to wait for a while, but they're likely to give you more information than... And most of these like, places will the give you condoms will. for free. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, you know, that people don't talk about when with teenagers and hormones and all that when they do talk about those things they don't talk about the prefrontal cortex or the prefrontal lobe sorry again i Would just finished my brain i just finished my old-fashioned <laughs> so i'm very deep in it right now um is that lizard brain no no, no. prefrontal cortex or prefrontal lobe why do i keep calling it cortex? i don't know the prefrontal lobe is decision making okay it's uh, thinking ahead, it's goal orientation, like it's all, and it's the last thing to develop in your brain. Hmm. So not only are your hormones just crazy out of control, but on top of that, you can't see the bigger picture. Yeah. And on top of that, there's this phenomenon that happens where the longer your life is, the shorter each increment feels. Yeah. So, like, a 36-year-old has been through 36 years. A year doesn't feel that long to a 36-year-old. Yeah, but to, like, a 14 or 15-year-old? A year is forever. Yeah. 14 and 15-year-olds can hardly imagine graduating from high school, let alone getting a job or going to college if they want to do that first. But, I mean, that's kind of... Up Whatever. in the air right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, there's a lot going on that an adult can process very easily because they've developed that part of their brain. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, you know, part of the issue is the further into adulthood you get, the harder it is to remember what that felt like <laughs> when it wasn't developed. Right. But it is a thing. Where decision making is very difficult 
one, because that part of your brain is just lagging behind a little bit. And then also you have the fact that, you know, your parents or teachers or whatever are telling you'll have plenty of time to, you know, have a relationship and have sex and all of that when you're older. But older is such an abstract concept, right? which doesn't work with an underdeveloped prefrontal flow. (laughs) And then on top of that, uh, forever is, is an abstract number because like a year feels like forever when you only have 14 or 15 years. Yeah. I remember what it was like a year just seemed astronomical, right? It was nowadays. I'm like, now I'm like, now it like just February, like yesterday. (laughs) I mean, technically it is still February. You know what I mean? (laughs) But yeah, wasn't it 2019 February? At 30 years feel a lot different. Years happen and you're like, wait, what? Right. It's been almost a year since my cat died, and that blows my mind. Right? Because it seems like it just happened a couple of months ago. Yeah. But that's not the case when you're a teenager. Yeah, we've almost been living here for a year. Yeah. We have been living here for a year. Almost exactly, yeah. Almost exactly a year. I remember because we had to be out of... We were trying to be out of the old house by March. And if you combine that with, you know, insane hormones... Yeah. Of course, abstinence only isn't going to work. Yeah. Of course, you can't just tell teenagers to wait and it will be so much better. I, what? We just we just finished watching the show uh, uh, Sexual Education. It Sex was great. Education. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Sexual Education and we were just shortening it. No. Well, Sex Education, whatever. Uh, it's a great show. I think I think everybody should watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love Eric so much. <laughs> he is great. Uh, so, like, that's, that's why it's important when you're younger to just be open and to talk and to not sweep things under the rug because there, there are a lot of situations where you're either not going to feel ready or you are going to feel ready and you're not going to know if what you're doing is right or whether or not you should do it. And that's why it's just better to talk about it. Yeah. And I know it can be embarrassing. It can feel embarrassing to talk about it. But, I mean, it's it's something important. Yeah. You'd rather be a little bit embarrassed and not have a kid at 14. Well, and not just that. Like, you, the last thing you want to do is example. not tell someone that you're not ready and then live the rest of your life with this memory of something that always just feels a little bit icky. Yeah. And that can kind of set the stage for the rest of your, you know, sexual identity and history. Yeah. And that's not something you want to do. So even if no one is talking to you about it, talk about it with other people. Talk about oh. it with the people that you... Doesn't hope... have to be your parents because I know, well, well everybody has experience. Well, people you hope to be intimate with. Yeah. Or even just your or, friends. Or, yeah, or just, you know, someone you can, like, call Planned Parenthood. I'm sure they'll be happy to talk to you over the phone about it, too. Yeah. And it's just, I know dealing with parents is just like, no, absolutely not. And they won't talk to you about it. They'll just, you know, scold you about something. So, I mean. Well, and even if you don't have parents like that, yeah. I remember my mom trying to have conversations about <laughs> sex with me. And I was just like frozen yeah like not saying anything 
didn't want to be there anymore, wanted right. everything to end. <laughs> <laughs> she brought it up really casually. She was like, oh, pick up your socks off off the floor. Also, always use lubrication when you butt sex. I was like, oh. <laughs> No. no, mom. <laughs> that was not a segue. <laughs> so yeah, this consent is an important thing to talk mm-hmm. about. It's important to talk about with people you're in a relationship with. It's important to talk about with your friends. It's important to talk about with just like people mm-hmm. you're having an awkward conversation with and you want it to end, just start talking about consent. Right. They'll probably walk away. <laughs> <laughs> but they might take something away with them while they do that. Right. Uh, because clearly not talking about it isn't helping. Right. Helping. Helping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we Thank see that. Thank you for that, listening to our TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. We, we see that evidence with the new survey taken yeah it's so similar to the one before and the numbers have not even shifted it's gross like yeah and we'll put a link to the to the information that we can find about the survey yeah so that you can you can look it up yourself if you're interested and it is like most things that we talk about on this podcast fucking insane yeah and before we close out, I just wanted to remind everyone the survey did ask men how they felt about rape and then situations that described rape, but they did not do the same thing for women. And I do think that women have a slightly better understanding of consent and rape because we're taught to fear it. Yeah. But that does Men not aren't mean don't walk home alone and like don't walk down alleyways alone and stuff at night. That does not mean that we know everything about consent. Yeah. So, if you're in a relationship where your girlfriend is being a little bit pushy, don't assume that she understands consent. Even if you're a guy, don't right. assume that she understands consent. Don't yeah. assume that she thinks that you are in a higher position than she is. Don't make assumptions. Just talk about it. Yeah. Tell them that, you know, the way you do this or say this makes me uncomfortable. And I still like you, but I would prefer <laughs> it if we did this, this, and this instead. Yeah. Or if we waited like a little bit longer. on sex education, there's a girl who doesn't know what she wants. She's just trying to do everything for everybody else. Yeah. And does not talk to her partner about it. There's... There just needs to be more open communication in general. Yeah. Just as a whole. As a culture. As a people. As an everything. Yeah. But not in movies. There just needs to be more communication. Not in movies. We don't have any romantic comedies anymore. <laughs> Five minute conversation. Movie's over. <laughs> Do not. I'm just saying. I didn't say I didn't like them. I'm just saying. We know we watched plenty of movies where it's just like literally a two minute conversation would end this movie. I know. I know too. It's fun to see them get there. 
I'm not ragging on them. It's like... <laughs> I really... Working in the HVAC industry now, watching Die Hard, it's like there's no way... Those are the strongest vents in the world, and they are I the know. most giant vents in the world. This would never happen. I'm, I'm just... I'm really sad that romantic comedies aren't as big of a thing as they used to be. Right? They're really not. Now, everybody wants Hallmark movies. Hallmark movies suck. I I want romantic comedies written by women. <laughs> like there there's this movie called What's Your Number? And I didn't used to appreciate it as much as I do now. But it's actually one of my favorite romantic comedies now because there's there's this uh triangle in quotation marks that happens on the movies yeah and there's basically a guy that seems good on paper but doesn't treat her very well doesn't treat her like she's a, a person right and like her hobbies are important and then there's another guy that doesn't necessarily look good on paper but he finds all of the things that she tries to hide from people to be like some of his favorite qualities about her. Yeah. And so it's actually a guy who likes her for who she is instead of just likes her who for who he thinks she is. Right. Which is what a lot of romantic comedies are. Like as much as I love um Oh, uh, you know how I feel about certain romantic comedies. Never Been Kissed. As much as I yeah. love Never Been Kissed, the guy doesn't actually know her at the end of it. Yeah. He doesn't know who she is at all. He just kind of likes that she's pretty and that she's good <laughs> at English. Like, that's basically it. Right? Well, you know, you know how I feel about certain movies where it's just, like, they're with a dude who's a good dude and inevitably cheats on him with like the bad boy makes her feel passionate or whatever and then breaks up with him it's like that dude did nothing wrong he didn't deserve that like I think I think that happened in like the notebook or something where the dude was just kind of boring so (laughs) I just want to point out I, I generally I agree with you cheating is a shitty thing to do yeah but like, you're very, very, very black and white with cheating. Like, you don't accept even, like, the the barest allowance for cheating. You're like, no, it's all shit. I've been cheated on. It sucks. I know. And I understand that. But there, there are times when, yes, breaking up with a person would have been a better thing to do. But given the situation, it's clear that there was nothing there between the two of them. Yes, but but there are some times where it's just like their relationship is fine, it's solid and whatever, but like, then this guy comes along and blah, blah, blah. And it's not necessarily the cheating. It's the fact that, like, this guy just disappeared. (laughs) Or it's like... I, we don't even know who that guy is. We don't know that it's a bad relationship. They haven't said anything about the relationship. Yeah. All we know is a new passionate guy comes in and like, getting, oh, now this dude's on up. Yeah, we're now trying we're to just record going... a whole new podcast. At this <laughs> right? Point. All right. Yeah. Got way off topic. But <laughs> yes, 
communication is very important. Yes. <laughs> that's that's down where a rabbit hole. that's where we left off. <laughs> communication is very important. I think that means it's, it's time to start ending the episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, we we've been gone for a while. Yeah. We had the whole mic thing happen, oh, and it's so been lame. a month since the last episode. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Damn. So we're sorry for the delay. Um. We missed you, lovelies. We we are gonna end the episode soon. I just wanted to say that. At some point during the summer, uh, maybe sooner, maybe later, it all just depends on what happens. We are probably going to end up moving again. Probably. And what happened last time was I was like, oh, we'll be able to record episodes even though we're moving. (laughs) It'll be fine. We're not going to do that. We'll we'll let you know when that happens. Yeah. We'll... Be clear about when the moving is going on. This place but, is fucking expensive. But when it's going on, yeah. we will not be recording episodes. So you'll see another break like this probably a month long. We'll skip like an mm-hmm. episode, but it will take a month. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and it'll be maybe June, not July, because I have a retreat in July. And I'll try and work around that. It also depends on... No, wait. Not June. Maybe July. That's what I, you said. I just... I, no, I reversed oh. it. I reversed it. Um, um, I don't know what our schedule will be because if I have a, once I have a new job by then... Yeah, there's also I that. I may or may not be able to even you know, record so on certain days. There there name. may be there may be changes happening to the schedule. We don't really know at this point. Our might might not be great changes for the podcast, but they will be good changes for life. Our plan is not to end the podcast. Yeah. But we might need to do some workarounds and Yeah, they reformatting. At the very worst, there will be a long break until basically it'll be like on TV when there's like You'll see us for season two. <laughs> it's in, a mid-season break. <laughs> in like four months or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Either summer break or like a mid-season but break. But that's not going to happen for at least until the, like June. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And then at that point, it might only be like a month at first. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. I know this is kind of a recap, but again, clearly yeah, we, went it's out, we went very, down some rabbit holes. <laughs> clearly, it's an important issue to bring up again and again. We'll probably have another episode that's all about consent, yeah, and understanding it and well, <laughs> what isn't. I, I have not no consent. doubt that we will yeah. because it is so important and so overlooked somehow. So, I hope you are okay with a bit of a recap. Next episode is back to personal contributions. I have almost gotten rid of my cough. Almost. Yeah, you haven't coughed this whole time. I was gonna gonna say that once once we finished recording. I know. Because I didn't want to jinx it. It's amazing. I think the (laughs) scotch helped a little bit. Probably. It's basically whiskey. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, it is whiskey. (laughs) So, yeah. That's that's what's going on. Yep. That's the deal. Thank you. 
Join us on Discord. It's in the show notes like it always is. Yeah. Join us on our Facebook page. Join us on our website. Thank All the links will be in the description. Thank you to the people who are already on Discord. Yeah, we love you. It makes it fun. Yeah. And interesting. Even Sorry, if it's I'm not on a whole lot. Yeah, you're horrible. I am. We talk about you and you have no idea. Do you really? <laughs> oh, seriously. Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They hate me. They want to replace me on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you again. This has been a very sloppy episode 22. Yeah. Have a good night. And also, if you are 21 or over, I highly recommend the old fashioned. It is only surpassed by the Corpse Corpse Survivor. Corpse Survivor number two. Number two, yes. That's actually very important because one. Aren't there like four or five? Is like a weird, I don't know, bullshit drink that I haven't even tried and I've refused to try because I can't. But the second one is an amazing, like, light lemony gin drink that just makes me (laughs) happy to be alive yeah (laughs) yeah it revives my corpse for sure all right well thank you for listening and have a good night bye bye